chapter eleven section one of mr waddington of wick by may sinclair this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter eleven section one it was monday the twenty-fourth day of november in the last week of fanny's fortnight in london barbara had been busy all morning with mr waddington's correspondence and accounts and now for the first time she found herself definitely on the track of mrs levitt in checking palmer and hoskins's the cheltenham builders bill for the white house she had come across two substantial items not included in their original estimate no less than fifteen by eight feet of trellis for the garden and a hot water pipe rail for the bathroom it turned out that mrs levitt desiring the comfort of hot towels and objecting to the view of the kitchen yard as seen from the lawn had incontinently ordered the hot water rail and the trellis there was that letter from messrs jackson and cleaver mr waddington's agents informing him that his tenant mrs levitt of the white house wick on the hill had not yet paid her rent due on the twenty fifth of september did mr waddington wish them to apply again and there were other letters of which barbara was requested to make copies from his dictation thus my dear mrs levitt only he had written my dear elise with reference to your investments i do not recommend the purchase at the present moment of government housing bonds i shall be very glad to loan you the fifty pounds you require to make up the five hundred for the purchase of parsons provincial and london bank shares but i am afraid i cannot definitely promise an advance of five hundred on the securities you name that promise was conditional and you must give me a little time to consider the matter meanwhile i will make inquiries but speaking off-hand i should say that owing to the present general depreciation of stock it would be highly unadvisable for you to sell out and my advice to you would be hold on to everything you've got i am very glad you are pleased with your little house we will let the matter of the rent stand over till your affairs are rather more in order than they are at present with kindest regards very sincerely yours horatio bish waddington p s i have settled with palmer and hoskins for the trellis and hot water rail to messrs lawson and rutherford solicitors nine bedford row london w c dear sirs will you kindly advise me as to the current value of the following shares namely fifty five pound five per cent new south american rubber syndicate fifty ten pound ten per cent b preference addison railway nicaragua one hundred one pound four per cent welbeck mutual assurance society would you recommend the holder to sell out at present prices and should i be justified in accepting these shares as security for an immediate loan of five hundred faithfully yours horatio bish waddington he was expecting elise for tea at four o'clock on wednesday and messrs lawson and rutherford's reply reached him very opportunely that afternoon dear sir re your inquiry in your letter of the twenty-fifth instant as to the current value of five per cent new south american rubber syndicate shares ten per cent b preference addison railway and four per cent welbeck mutual assurance society respectively we beg to inform you that these stocks are seriously depreciated and we doubt whether at the present moment the holder would find a purchaser we certainly cannot advise you to accept them as security for the sum you name we are faithfully lawson and rutherford 
it was clear that poor elise who could never have had any head for business was deceived as to the value of her securities it might even be that with regard to all three of them she might have to cut her losses and estimate her income minus the dividends accruing from this source but that only made it the more imperative that she should have at least a thousand pounds tucked snugly away in some safe investment nothing short of the addition of fifty pounds to her yearly income would enable elise to pay her way the dear woman's affairs ought to stand on a sound financial basis and mr waddington asked himself this question was he prepared to put them there all that elise could offer him failing her depreciated securities was the reversion of a legacy of five hundred pounds promised to her in her aunt's will she had spoken very hopefully of this legacy was he prepared to fork out a whole five hundred pounds on the off chance of elise's aunt dying within a reasonable time and making no alteration in her will in a certain contingency he was prepared he was prepared to do all that and more for elise but it was not possible it was not decent to state his conditions to elise beforehand and in any case mr waddington did not state them openly as conditions to himself he allowed his mind to be muzzy on this point he had no doubt whatever about his passion but he preferred to contemplate the possibility of its satisfaction through a decent veil of muzziness when he said to himself that he would like to know where he stood before committing himself it was as near as he could get to clarity and candour and when he wrote to elise that his promise was conditional he really did mean that the loan would depend on the value of the securities offered a condition that his integrity could face a condition that as things stood he had a perfect right to make while all the time deep inside him was the knowledge that if elise gave herself to him he would not ask for security he would not make any conditions at all he saw elise tender and yielding in his arms he saw himself tender and powerful stooping over her and he thought with a qualm of disgust i wouldn't touch her poor little legacy meanwhile he judged it well to let the correspondence pass like any other business correspondence through his secretary's hands it was well to let barbara see that his relations with mrs levitt were on a strictly business footing that he had nothing to hide it was well to have copies of the letters it was well mr waddington's instinct not his reason told him it was well to have a trustworthy witness to all these transactions a witness who understood the precise nature of his conditions in the event the highly unlikely event of trouble with elise later on it was almost as if secretly he had a premonition also when his conscience reproached him as it did with making conditions with asking the dear woman for security he was able to persuade himself that he didn't really mean it that all this was clever camouflage designed to turn barbara's suspicions if she ever had any off the scent and at the same time he was not sorry that barbara should see him in his role of generous benefactor and shrewd adviser i needn't tell you barbara that all this business is strictly private as my confidential secretary you have to know a great many things it wouldn't do to have talked about you understand perfectly she understood too that it was an end of the compact with ralph bevan she must have foreseen this affair when she said to him that there would be things she simply couldn't tell only she had supposed they would be things she would see reward of clear eyesight not things she would be regularly let in for knowing and her clear eyes saw through the camouflage she had a suspicion 
i don't see she said why you should have to go without your rent just because mrs levitt doesn't want to pay it she was sorry for waddy he might be ever so wise about mrs levitt's affairs but he was a perfect goose about his own no wonder fanny had asked her to take care of him i've no doubt he said she wants to pay it but she's a war widow barbara and she's hard up i can't rush her for the rent well she's no business to rush you for trellis work and water pipes you didn't order well well he couldn't be angry with the child she was so loyal so careful of his interests and he couldn't expect her to take kindly to elise there would be a natural jealousy that's palmer and hoskins mistake i can't haggle with a lady barbara noblesse oblige but he winced under her clear eyes she thought how about the fifty and the five hundred at this rate noblesse might oblige him to do anything she could see through mrs levitt mr waddington kept on looking at the clock it was now ten minutes to four and at any moment elise might be there his one idea was to get barbara madden out of the way those clear eyes were not the eyes he wanted to be looking at elise to be looking at him when their eyes met and he understood that that fellow bevan was going to call for her at four he didn't want him about where are you going for your walk he said oh anywhere why well if you happen to be in wick would you mind taking those photographs back to pycraft and showing him the ones i've chosen just see that he doesn't make any stupid mistake the photographs were staring her in the face on the writing-table so that there really was no excuse for her forgetting them as she did but mr waddington's experience was that if you wanted anything done you had to do it yourself end of chapter eleven section one recording by expatriate in bangor maine